It is common knowledge that the launchers deployed there can be used for Tomahawk cruise missiles, offensive strike systems. In, in addition, the United States is developing its all-purpose standard missile six, which can provide air and missile defense, as well as strike ground and surface targets. In other words, the allegedly defensive U.S. missile defense system is developing and expanding its new offensive capabilities. The information we have gives us good reason to believe that Ukraine's accession to NATO and the subsequent deployment of NATO facilities has already been decided and is only a matter of time. We clearly understand that given the scenario, the level of military threats to Russia will increase dramatically several times over. And I would like to emphasize at this point that the risk of a sudden strike at our country will multiply. I will explain that American strategic planning documents confirm the possibility of a so-called preemptive strike and enemy missile systems. We also know the main adversary of the United States and NATO. It is Russia. NATO documents officially declare our country to be the main threat to Euro-Atlantic security. Ukraine will serve as an advanced bridgehead for a strike. If our ancestors heard about this, they would probably simply not believe this. We do not want to believe this today either, but it is what it is. I would like people in Russia and Ukraine to understand this. Many Ukrainian airfields are located not far from our borders. NATO's tactical aviation deployed there, including precision weapon carriers, will be capable of striking at our territory to the depth of Volgograd, Kazan, Samara, Astrakhan line. The development of reconnaissance radars on Ukrainian territory will allow NATO to tightly control Russia's airspace up to the Urals. Finally, after the U.S. destroyed the INF Treaty, the Pentagon has been openly developing many land-based attack weapons, including ballistic missiles that are capable of hitting targets at a distance of up to 5,500 kilometers. If developed in Ukraine, such systems will be able to hit targets in Russia's entire European parts. The flying time of Tomahawk cruise missiles to Moscow will be less than 35 minutes. Ballistic missiles from Kharkov will take seven to eight minutes, and hypersonic assault weapons, four to five minutes. It is like a knife to the throat. I have no doubt that they hope to carry out these plans, as they did many times in the past. Expanding NATO eastward, Moving their military infrastructure to Russian borders and fully ignoring our concerns, protests, and warnings. Excuse me, but they simply did not care at all about such things and did whatever they deemed necessary. Of course, they're going to behave in the same way in the future. Following a well-known proverb, the dogs bark, but the caravan goes on. Let me say right away, we do not accept this behavior and will never accept it. That said, Russia has always advocated the resolution of the most complicated problems by political and diplomatic means at the negotiating table. We are well aware of our enormous responsibility when it comes to regional and global stability. Back in 2008, Russia put forth an initiative to conclude a European security treaty under which not a single Euro-Atlantic state 
or international organization could strengthen their security at the expense of the security of others. However, our proposal was rejected right off the bat on the pretext that Russia should not be allowed to put limits on NATO activities. Furthermore, it made explicitly clear it was made explicitly clear, clear to us that only NATO members can have legally binding security guarantees. Last December, we handed over to our Western partners a draft treaty between Russia Federation and the United States of America on security guarantees, as well as a draft agreement on measures to ensure the security of Russian Federation and the NATO member states. The United States and NATO responded with general statements. There were kernels of rationality in them as well, but they concerned matters of secondary importance, and it all looked like an attempt to drag the issue out and to lead the discussion astray. We responded to this accordingly and pointed out that we were ready to follow the path of negotiations, provided, however, that all issues are considered as a package that includes Russia's core proposals, which contain three key points. First, to prevent further NATO expansion. Second, to have the alliance refrain from, refrain from deploying assault weapon systems on Russian borders. And finally, rolling back the blocks, military capability, and, and infrastructure in Europe to where they were in 1997, where the NATO-Russian Founding Act was signed. These principles, proposals of ours, have been ignored. To reiterate, our Western partners have once again vocalized the all-too-familiar formulas that each state is entitled to freely choose, ways to ensure its security or to join any military union or alliance. That is, that is, nothing has changed in their stance. And we keep hearing the same old references to NATO's notorious open-door policy. Moreover, moreover, they are again trying to blackmail us and are threatening us with, with sanctions, which, by the way, they will introduce no matter what as Russia continues to strengthen its sovereignty and its armed forces. To be sure, they will never think twice before coming up with or just fabricating a pretext for yet another sanction attack, regardless of the developments in Ukraine. Their one and only goal is to hold back the development of Russia, and they will keep doing so, just as they did before. Even without any formal pretext, just because we exist, and we will never compromise our sovereignty, national interests, or values. I would like to be clear and straightforward. In the current circumstances, when our proposals for an equal dialogue on fundamental issues have actually remained unanswered by the United States and NATO, when the level of threats to our country has increased significantly, Russia has every right to respond in order to ensure security. That is exactly what we will do. With regard to the state of affairs in Donbass, we see that the ruling Kiev elites never stop publicly making clear their unwillingness to comply with the Minsk package of measures to settle the conflict and are not interested in a peaceful settlement. On the contrary, they are trying to orchestrate a blitzkrieg in Donbass, as was the case in 2014 and 2015. We all know how these reckless schemes ended. Not a single day goes by without Donbass communities com coming under shelling attacks. They recently formed large military forces. 
Not a single day goes by without Donbass communities coming under shelling attacks. The recently formed large military forces makes use of attack drones, heavy equipment, missiles, artillery, and multiple rocket launchers. The killing of civilians, the blockade, the abuse of people, including children, women, and the elderly, continues unabated. As we say, there is no end in sight to this. Meanwhile, the so-called civilized world, which our Western colleagues proclaim themselves the only representatives of, prefer not to see this. As if, as if this horror and genocide, which almost 4 million people are facing, do not exist. But they do exist, and only because these people do not agree with the West supported coup in Ukraine in 2014 and oppose the transition towards the Neanderthal and aggressive nationalism and neo-Nazism which have been elevated in Ukraine to the rank of national policy, they are fighting for their elementary right to live on their own land, to speak their own language, and to preserve their culture and traditions. Y'all, I'm telling you, we got to get some things together. We have to get some things together. How are we telling Russia they can't do this when we're trying to do this in our own country? How long can this tragedy continue? How much longer can one put up with this? Russia has done everything to preserve Ukrainians' territorial integrity. All these years, it has persistently and patiently pushed for the implementation of the UN Security Council Resolution 2202 of February 17, 2015, which consolidated the Minsk package of measures of February 12, 2015, to settle the situation in Donbass. Everything was in vain. Presidents and RADA deputies come and go, but deep down the aggressive and nationalistic regime that seized power in Kiev remains unchanged. It is entirely a product of the coup, and those who then embarked on the path of violence, bloodshed, and lawlessness did not recognize then and do not recognize now any solution to the Donbass issue other than a military one. In this regard, I consider it necessary to take a long overdue decision and to immediately recognize the independence and sovereignty of the Danas People's Republic and the Lugansk People's Republic. I would like to ask the Federal Assembly of the Russian Federation to support this decision and then ratify the Treaty of Friendship and Mutual Assistance with both republics. These two documents will be prepared and signed shortly. We want those who seize and continue to hold power in Kiev to immediately stop hostilities. Otherwise, the responsibility for the possible continuation of the bloodshed will lie entirely on the conscience of Ukraine's ruling regime. As I announce the decisions taken today, I remain confident in the support of Russia's citizens and the country's patriotic forces. Thank you. Vladimir Putin. We really, really need to understand what's going on. We really need to see the truth about this situation. And these, these are the man's own words. He has no reason to lie. He has nothing to gain. And it, it appears that they have been extremely patient. But they don't 
want to risk the threat to their own country. If the United States was in the same situation, we'd be doing the same exact thing. And if President Trump was in office, we wouldn't even be having this discussion now because the radical Islamic forces that are in charge in Ukraine would not be in power. Biden, Obama, Clinton are supporting these people and they're keeping them in a position where they can take control of this and make it terrible, not only for Russia, but for us. This has been Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. This is the truth. This is the truth that your media, your government, people in the church will not tell you. And I'm telling you, you need to pay attention and do your own research. Be blessed. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later. <laughs> <laughs>